Does it feel like you always attract toxic people into your life? Well, the question I want to pose to you today is, and maybe you're asking yourself, why do I always fall for toxic people? Hi, if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, creator of the NARC app, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge. Well, a lot of times people will fall for toxic people. Maybe they get hoovered. Maybe they go back to a toxic person. Maybe they accept a third date, fourth date, and they get to a place and start falling in love with that person. Well, today I want to help equip you with just some ideas and some thoughts about the reason why you fall in love with a toxic person. It's not just my words, but we're also taking some of the information today from Don't You Know Who I Am by Dr. Romani. So feel free to be able to check out that book as well as we dive in. My goal is to try to help you see why you might keep going back to toxicity, why you might keep going back to the person that you know, hey, this probably isn't healthy for me to do, but we keep going back. Okay. Well, we know when dealing with narcissists and dealing with psychopaths, sociopaths, when we're dealing with toxic people as a whole, they inflict a lot of damage. They inflict a lot of hurt on your life. And a lot of times that hurt affects in so many different levels on so many different ways. Well, the question is, how do we often stop having that power over you? How do we actually stop them controlling you, pulling you back, all those different things? Well, we have to get down to the core level the root level below all of it. And diving into the book, it actually goes into the idea and it asks this question, why do I fall for toxic people? Number one thing, insecurity. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Insecurity. Insecurity of who you are. Insecurity of what's going on. Insecurity of the direction you're going. All about insecurity. See, insecurity pulls out this aspect of fear. You're afraid. Partly because you're afraid because of being in that relationship, you're afraid of that. But when we're talking about getting with that person, oftentimes there's a fear or an instability of sometimes who you are, of what's actually going on. And it keeps you in a vulnerable state Then until that insecurity gets quelled or that insecurity gets grown through or grown past, you don't get to the place where you can actually be secure in who you are. When we're talking about insecurity, it is like a known fact, but a lot of times when we're talking about insecurity, it's the idea that narcissists are insecure. They don't show that. It doesn't come across that way. It looks like great, like ego, grandiosity, entitlement, all those things of like, hey, I'm the best person ever. But in reality, narcissists are very insecure. It's very, very true. For me, it's been very hard to develop a sense of security. Honestly, social media helps with that because you get a lot of people giving hate and you have to work through that of like, hey, that person doesn't define me. I don't take that credibility from that person, whatever it might be. Okay. But like insecurity was a hard thing to be able to work through and still is a lot of times when I get that text that feels like it's attacking me or I get that communication or that tone from someone that I'm like, wait a second. And I'm always putting it back to myself. And so building up that security piece is very hard for a narcissist and the majority of narcissists won't do it because they're not willing to be self-aware and figure it out, okay? But that's all side note. Insecurity that the narcissist has oftentimes will bleed out onto you. So it's not just that you're coming into the relationship insecure. A lot of times people do, but not always. But there is also the aspect of the narcissist interacting with you that's putting their insecurities on you. 
It's almost like if you're around someone that's negative for a long period of time, like you start to become negative. Like it, it's very attractive as, as far as it like attacks you. It goes towards you. Oftentimes you have a narcissist that takes that insecurity and doesn't just have it themselves, but they don't want to feel it. So I have to project it onto another person. I'm not insecure. You're insecure. It doesn't always look that way. It doesn't always come across that way. But those insecurities that are inside often are ones that get pushed out. Now, a lot of times you have inner security, outer security, like a lot of different things like that. And what's happening is the narcissist is very insecure inside, but then with the projection, it's putting it out onto other people and it creates insecurity in you. Oftentimes this looks even in the form of chaos where you don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's up, what's down. You get locked into a trauma bond and you're not really sure what to do, where to go, how to heal. And that insecurity leads you to the place of saying like, I don't know, I can't even make a decision. I don't know if this decision is okay. The cognitive distance of which decision to make because I'll get yelled at for either one. All those different things play into it that puts into you that aspect of the insecurity that's like rubbing off. The problem is a lot of times the narcissist builds that time and time again with that chaos. Narcissists oftentimes will prey on your insecurities. They'll see the things that you're most scared of. They'll see the things that you don't have a lot of self-worth or confidence in, and they'll use that, and they'll use your vulnerabilities to exploit you. Maybe that's with money. Maybe that's with friends. Maybe that's a status. Maybe that's with sex. Whatever it might be, it's used to be able to exploit you. Oftentimes, a narcissist will identify your insecurities. We'll figure out this is what this person struggles with. This is what this person is scared of. This is what this person doesn't have built up in their lives. And they'll start to learn about it. They'll start to learn about you. They'll start to learn about different things. They'll start to convince you that they're the person for you, that they're the one that's going to help build up that insecurity or fix the problem. And then they'll use it to control. Sometimes it'll be a long relationship. Sometimes it'll be a short relationship. But over a period of time, it's something that a narcissist will use to identify, learn, convince, and control you by your insecurities and by your vulnerabilities. You see, insecurity has the underlying problem in the narcissist's life with a sense of self, of like what is actually going on. The narcissist doesn't really know. That's like the void piece. But the victims of narcissistic abuse struggle with that as well and also boundaries. When it comes down to it, insecurity is one of that mainstream piece that actually is affecting boundaries, which is affecting sense of self, which is affecting confidence, a whole litany of different things that comes from insecurity. A lot of times you've heard on my platform, I say the, the people that are the most attractive to the narcissist are ones that have no sense of self and no boundaries, which now reading through some of this, I'm like, all that stems from insecurity. Okay. So when we're talking about this, what's the opposite of this? Okay. What's the opposite of being insecure? Well, it's being secure, right? It's having a strong sense of what's actually going on. It's having a sense of self of this is who I am. So as you're sitting here today and you're like, wow, I've got a lot of insecurities. They used a lot of those. They exploited a lot of those. They used my vulnerabilities. All right. So let's, let's talk about this. Let's look at what actual security looks like. Actual healthy aspect of being a secure person, having a good, secure sense of self. Okay. So first one that I want to be able to bring up is willing to call out toxicity. Okay. Now, when I say this, I say this tongue in cheek of like, you have to be careful when we're talking about narcissists or toxic people, don't put yourself in a situation that is going to lead to violence or impending on your safety. Okay. I'm not suggesting that at all. 
but it's being willing to say like, oh, like that's what that is. Like that is toxic. That's something I don't want in my life. That is really arrogant. That is someone that I don't want in this aspect. This person is treating me with entitlement of expecting my immediate compliance. That's not what I want in my life. So it doesn't have to be necessarily calling that person out. It could be, you know, maybe friends, family, different things like that. But you'd want to make sure whenever you do that, it is an environment that you can be safe. Okay, so maybe you're calling out lack of empathy, maybe you're calling out bad behaviors, whatever it might be, just be careful, make sure it's in a safe environment, okay? Opposite of insecure is that secure piece, which would be also willing to walk away. You see, a lot of times people don't wanna walk away from a toxic person because their security, even though it's not actually secure or safe, their security is based on that other person. Not the sense of self, of knowing who they are, knowing their worth, but based on that other person. And so it makes it very hard for people to be willing to walk away. So that's why a lot of people stay. That's why a lot of people go back. But when you're dealing with a strong sense of self and a secure, healthy person, they can look at it and be like, hey, I don't want that in my life. Man, I'm going to go this direction. Okay. When we're talking about secure, another aspect would be no need to prove that they are enough. It's hard for a lot of people. Because we want to be able to say, like, I'm good enough. I'm I'm good at this. Like, I can actually accomplish this. I can actually do this. I can run this job. I can be with this person, whatever it might be, okay? And a lot of times, survivors of narcissistic abuse struggle with that aspect because they want to prove to the other person, like, I'm worth it. I'm good enough for you to be with. But the problem is when people start elevating and focusing on that aspect, they focus so much on proving it to someone who doesn't care who doesn't really care what your worth is or what your value is or what you bring to the table, but only cares about what they want. So developing a secure, healthy sense of self means that you get to the aspect of saying, hey, I don't need to prove that I'm enough to you because I know who I am, okay? And leading into the next one, that you know that your goodness or that your love can't rescue another person. There's another aspect of it, a secure sense of self that who you are is great, but that doesn't mean you can save someone else by putting all that greatness on someone else. The love, the kindness, the affection, whatever it might be, you can't rescue, you can't save another person, okay? So we're talking about from insecure to secure, healthy sense of self, we're talking about, hey, you're willing to call out toxicity, you're willing to walk away, there's no need to prove that you're enough, and you know that your goodness, that your love can't rescue another person. I'd like to invite you today, if you're struggling with the insecurity, if you're struggling with a sense of self, I want to invite you on a journey today to find your sense of self inside the 45-day Clarity Challenge that we just rolled out. You can go to claritychallenge.net to be able to get more access, to be able to have an idea of what's actually going on. But as 45 days of you logging in and developing yourself systematically to go through a process to find out who you are, why you're here, and to develop your confidence, build your habits, and put in good things into your life as you continue moving forward. I want you to have the tools, the framework, and the capability to find yourself after the toxic relationship. Go to claritychallenge.net. Your journey starts today.